episode number nine of the flumaglockin.com podcast. Uh, this is the Birdcast featuring my brother, uh, Ron McLaughlin. Uh, so, that's me. Yeah, that's him. Uh, and his dog, Roscoe, who I guess is our producer for this episode. Yeah, he might occasionally be chiming in, but you'll see. <laughs> we'll see. You'll hear him, rather. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is just a disclaimer. Uh, this episode was intended uh, originally to coincide with the presence of the Ravens at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but seeing as uh, how the Ravens got knocked out of contention pretty handily. Uh, Immediately, yeah. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, we now have a Chiefs and 49ers game coming up. Or I guess maybe after this is... When is the third? It's uh, it's next week. Next week. Okay, so this will be coming out beforehand. So Yeah, um, the Pro Bowl is tomorrow. But okay. nobody cares about the Pro Bowl, really. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of rooms at it though. <clears throat> there are. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there are twelve of them made it. I don't know if they all went, but um, a lot of times players just don't go to the Pro Bowl because you can get injured and it's kind of pointless. But there's no reason for the Ravens not to go. I mean, yeah, exactly. Also, um, the Ravens coaches are coaching it for whatever reason. I, I don't know how they choose that, but yeah, it's kind of weird. But all right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't really know a whole lot or care a lot about Kansas City or San Francisco. Uh, so I'm still going to do the birdcast. Uh, yeah, in addition to that, I don't know anyone really that knows anything about those two teams. I, I just kind of know people that know stuff about the Ravens. Honestly, I don't even know anyone that knows stuff about the Skins. So, um, yeah. But we're going to yeah, keep on the football theme. And uh, it's going to be a Super Bowl-themed episode regardless. So Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see... So yeah, obviously from the name, uh, this, maybe not obviously, I don't know. This episode is going to be about the Ravens, uh, using my brother as a source of knowledge. Rowan has been a <laughs> lifelong fan of the Ravens, and he's a current resident yeah, of the city of Baltimore. Lifelong. I am, yeah. Yes, so, um, I am not really a, a, a person that has a brain for sports trivia or anything like that, but you always have seemed to be able to keep that kind of stuff straight. Always kind of know the yeah, team usually. rosters and people like that and records and all. So. Yeah, I definitely do. I'd say. So I, I've definitely defaulted to you when it comes to sports knowledge over the, the past years. Um, yeah, but so I will consider you an expert for the purposes of this cool. episode. Yeah, okay, I'll take yeah. Um, So before we get into it, <clears throat> just kind of want to talk about the perception that the Ravens have uh, to the general public, which... I talked about it a little bit before talking to you. Um, I'm living in Pittsburgh at the moment, and I hear a whole lot of people just kind of talking poorly about the Ravens. Uh, some of the choice words are thugs, criminals, and cheaters, and a whole other uh, host of other racist dog whistle terms that often boil down to just kind of straight up insulting the city of Baltimore. Um, I'm sure you have probably heard these yourself. Uh, yeah, I've definitely heard, heard what you're talking about. I know right. what you're saying. Yeah. Not really sure if it's more of a problem at my location, just being in in the place that it has a rivalry with Baltimore or what it is, but um, it is definitely some some weird perception that I've definitely seen just on the internet as well as yeah, I think it's um I think it's perception that they kind of have just in general. Okay. Um, I think a lot of it is um, comes from probably their most famous player Ray Lewis just getting and uh, I was right after. Right before they won the Super Bowl, I think. Or no, it was right after. Um, being accused of a double murder. Um, 
<laughs> so that definitely didn't help. And I think after that, it was kind of just everybody was like, well, the Ravens are, are just straight up thugs. And yeah, it just became yeah. like a weird thing that they placed on the whole team that doesn't really. I don't know. It doesn't really seem fair that they're they're not all criminals, and if anything, every sports team is full of just as many criminals. Um, yeah, definitely. You're, you're just as likely to find a criminal on, you know, the, say uh, the Falcons, or you know, the, I don't or know. Or let's say the Kansas Or City say Chiefs the Steelers. <laughs> well, the Steelers actually, yeah, that's a good point. If it's here for, it would be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, um, but whatever. That's whatever. Uh. Yeah, yeah, they definitely I mean, do have that that a lot even now, which, uh, which is strange because it's been a long time. And it's like online; know. it's on, in articles. It's from people just talking. Yeah, the and the, they're everywhere. actually generally like a really, really well-run organization that doesn't really, um, you know, they're not <laughs> corrupt like a lot of teams kind of mm-hmm. tend to be. Right, like exactly. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I guess that's all I got. Really got for for the general perception yet, but that's kind of going to be, we're going to be touching upon that as we go ahead. So keep right. in mind some of the things that we talked about everyone, because those will come up as we go through this. Um, so <clears throat> before we had the Ravens in Baltimore, we had the Colts. And before we had the Colts, we had the Seahawks. That's right, everybody. The team that is sort of the team that is now the Ravens was formed in 1946 as a part of the AAFC, the All-America Football Conference, as the Miami Seahawks. Uh, wow. They were weak. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were a weak team, and they had even weaker support from the community. Basically, <laughs> nobody ever went to their games. No one ever like watched them. No one cared. No one paid for anything. Uh, and they were pretty much immediately viewed as a mistake in Miami. And within <laughs> a few years, they moved up to Baltimore after receiving a, an offer from some D.C. area businessmen. Um, upon moving, the team changed their name to reflect Baltimore's history with horse racing and horse breeding, and the Baltimore Court, Baltimore Colts were born. Um, still a middling team. They did a lot better than Miami did. Uh, I don't really, okay. like I said, I don't really know a whole lot about sports records and stuff, but they did better. Um, and somehow they were scooped up in the merger between the AFC and the NFL in 1950, uh, which at the time were both struggling to stay afloat. Uh, once we get into the NFL, it all starts becoming a little bit like more familiar. It starts to make more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, for for people that don't really know, do you know a whole lot about like the early climate of football, like with all the the, the different leagues and like all that stuff? Um, um I know that <clears throat> like really early on, there are just like a bunch of kind of like local professional leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of more so like, like our conferences like, are now, basically, right? Like it's, right, kind of like that sort of like Ohio was a big, big area for it, and um, I want to say like New Jersey was too mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And like just like there are certain areas of the country that um, it was really popular that had teams. Um, but it's but like, I, I don't know a lot about it. I wouldn't say it seems like it was like kind of constantly shifting around, like what teams existed mm-hmm. like what cities had right. teams and like, like really, really early nfl was like really informal almost. yeah informal and kind of um felt like it people if you you weren't a professional football player only right yeah it was a, a yeah. thing you did on the side and 
Yeah. yeah, it was a thing you did on the side for fun, basically, and maybe you got a little bit of money for it, but people weren't doing it because they, you know, were making money for it. Do you know then. when that really kind of started to change, or no? Mm, no, I don't. Probably, okay. I would guess, maybe somewhere around, like... Like the 50s with this merger 50s, that occurred? Maybe. Okay. Yeah, maybe around the time the merger occurred, where... Um, I, I couldn't say because sure, it brought together I, I don't i don't think it was just the nfl and the aafl i think it was a couple other leagues also um they all just kind of joined yeah, together yeah. into one big nfl but that would make sense yeah I kind the of afl lost... and the nfl were like the two big ones i think mm-hmm. i i lost the article on it but <clears throat> um i know that with the merger uh the colts franchise they also took in players from the bills uh and like okay. a few other teams uh, making the team lineup a little bit stronger, so they kind of got a little bit stronger. Uh, but that being said, the Colts franchise in its current form would last a single season in the NFL, uh, pulling an incredible one to eleven record, uh, promptly being dissolved by the league. <laughs> um, people of the city of Baltimore protested uh, in in the form of keeping their their fan club and their marching band. Uh, <clears throat> Which still exists today, I'm pretty sure. The marching band is still the same. And the uh, marching, yeah, I think you're the right. Club is still the same. Yeah, they've been doing it since, since the Colts, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, since the, the original Colts, too. Yeah, right. Um, and within two years, uh, two and a half, like three-ish years, they were presented, the city of Baltimore was presented the opportunity to buy the Dallas Texans, uh, which they did. And then they renamed them the Colts again. <laughs> and they retained <laughs> the Texans blue and white colors. So they changed the colors, kept the name Colts. Um, Do you know what the original colors were? Of the Colts? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I feel oh, like... I can, I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Find I it. think blue is in there, but I'm not sure. Oh, you know what, Flynn? You didn't go back far enough. Did the uh, Colts were originally the Dayton Triangles. <laughs> oh, shit. See, that's what I'm yeah. saying is like back early, early <laughs> history of football is very confusing. And like, I really, it's, it, it is hard for me to keep straight. Um, it's there's a lot of just we, we don't actually need to get into that though. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff flying around and just people joining up with different leagues and different teams mm-hmm. forming in different cities and it's it's weird when you look at it as like <clears throat> a business thing. Like the city just was like, we need money. Let's get a football team right. back here. Let's like, get a we need team a team. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a strange. It's a way to bring in money, I guess. Especially I guess it now, is. Obviously, but you have to like build a stadium and all this and like. And we'll talk about that a little bit once we get to yeah. the end of this. Um, the original color was green and silver. Green and silver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. Weird color. I can find a picture of the uniforms. And... It doesn't really sound right for Baltimore. But... No, it doesn't. Mm. That's just because I'm used to the purple. I'm used to Burland, purple and orange, baby. Probably <laughs> um... blue here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so these new Colts. Uh, the team, they did okay at first, but... <clears throat> After maybe 15 or 20 years, uh, I'd say more like 15, their performance began to slack uh, and the attendance began to dwindle. So people kind of just stopped caring. Um, Even though they were so fervent about getting a football team back in Baltimore, they just kind of gave up on it because they weren't doing great. Um, So in 1984, this long string of disappointments made the league reconsider their their choice to refranchise in Baltimore. And the team prepared to relocate to Indianapolis. The city of Baltimore did not take kindly to this and attempted to get the state of Maryland to repossess the franchise, giving it to someone who wouldn't relocate. <clears throat> did you know about this? 
I don't know if you had heard this. The, yeah, the calls for location. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a big thing. They moved with like literally in the middle of the night. Um, right. Like they just like packed up all the stuff, all of the, I guess, all the equipment and everything they had in, in the back of Mayfield moving trucks and just like. Just did. Just left, left <laughs> the city of Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's truly crazy. Like yeah, it's, it was like it was like actually in the middle of the night. Like it was literally, yeah, literally um, in the middle of the night on March twenty ninth, nineteen eighty four. The team yeah, yeah. moved out, just packed everything up and dipped. Um, and apparently, this the the city's decision to sue them and try and do this this legislative route, whatever they're doing, uh, it was inspired by the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the okay. So the city of Oakland did the same thing basically when the Oakland Raiders tried to move out, and mm-hmm. it was successful. Which is why we still have the Oakland Raiders. Um, okay, that makes sense. But apparently, the state of Maryland is not quite as friendly to football as California, so. which is kind of surprising, considering you know crabs and football is what Maryland does. But it's what Maryland does, right? Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <clears throat> um, but the real controversy in Baltimore football comes about a decade after all this, in 1996. During okay. the 1995 NFL season, one Art Modell, then the owner of the Cleveland Browns, uh, chose to move his franchise to Baltimore for whatever reason. Uh, just kind of filling in the vacuum left behind once again after a team left uh, the city. After um, some... So I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. It looks like um, basically he wasn't making enough money in Cleveland. Right, I'm oh, getting there, no. yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I see you said for whatever reason, so I, I thought maybe you didn't know. Yeah, no, no, no. But Sorry, I, don't I, know you, I don't know why you would open up in Baltimore is what I mean. Oh, I Considering yeah. it had failed like three times. Right. <laughs> Baltimore football just wasn't working out. But he was like, yeah, eh, this will work. I'll do it this time. Um, so <laughs> the intellectual property, the f- records, and the actual franchise of the Browns stayed in Cleveland despite the fact that right. there was no team. Um, yes. But uh, the, the team itself, the people were moved to Baltimore and reestablished as the Baltimore Ravens. Um, one reason that this might anger football fans, especially those of the Cleveland Browns, was Modell's insistence early on that he would not relocate the team, even right. going so far as to condemn the Colts uh, back back in uh, you know, 19, 1984 when they decided to move to Indianapolis. <laughs> um, he even like, <laughs> testified against them at one point. Or like some yeah, testify against someone involved with the whole thing. Um, so kind of hypocritical on his part, which is definitely yeah, yeah. whatever. It's, it is what it is. Uh, but that being said, the move came about like you said once. Once Cleveland uh, just kind of they weren't really he wasn't getting any money out of the the, the stadium. Um, essentially, what kind of happened was the Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Indians were sharing a stadium, and so they were sharing revenue or more like the Cleveland Browns were taking the revenue from right, the Indians. Yeah. Um, and so once the Indians moved stadiums and signed on to get a new stadium built for themselves exclusively, uh, the Browns were no longer making that extra money on top. And so he got kind of fed up with the fact that he wasn't making, you know, double dipping uh, right. and decided I'm moving, I'm going to Baltimore. And that's kind of a dick move, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. But whatever. Definitely it is. <laughs> like it's it's just yeah. But it is what it is, and his choice is. And it's why not we have a reason to hate the franchise itself, though. Yeah. Exactly, it's no reason to hate the franchise. It's a reason to hate Art Modell 
and that's what really all this kind of boils down to and i'm kind of at the end here um but like this this move this whole thing the cleveland browns my co-worker i was talking to her mm-hmm. and to her this is the the greatest sin that the Ravens have ever committed like anything that the team has done yeah. ever since then is just a reflection of their position as like crooks and thugs like because like they did this and okay. i just don't get where her mind is at because it's just like she feels like they stole a team from from cleveland or something and it's like it's not how that's not how it went like it's literally I mean, like, Art came to move is the thing Art like, Modell chose to move it and Baltimore said we'll take you and yeah and and you know I'm not obviously I'm biased because I'm a, a Ravens fan um right. but it, it seems like Cleveland got a pretty good deal out of it they got to keep all of their records and stuff like that right. and then the thing that like she probably didn't mention is that like three years later Cleveland got a team back Exactly. Yeah, they they just yeah. rebuilt the stadium and like started making yeah. money again. It was like yeah. it's a win win. It really was because they were gonna rebuild the stadium anyway if Art Modell had stayed. Like it was a shitty stadium that wasn't making any money anymore. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, it's, I, it's I, I get why maybe at the time it was definitely um, something that made people angry. Right. But now I, it, you know, it's been to still hold 20, on to that is very strange. Twenty five years. And like people, like all of this stuff, people will hold on to it and cite it as examples of things that Ravens have done. Or, okay. I mean, do you have any more beyond like Ray Lewis? Anything that you can think of that would like lead to this perception, um, like um, in the modern day? That like, why are people still holding on to this? Like, I don't know why it would persist. That like, like corruption, like cheating, anything. Like, I don't, I don't even remember any cheating scandals with the Ravens. You know, <clears throat> the Ravens, uh, yeah, they never really have the another thing. Like, I can think. I know the Ravens aren't really that well-liked outside of Baltimore in general in the NFL. Um, I don't know necessarily why. I'm just kind of guessing it has a lot to do with how successful they've been since they moved from Cleveland. Right, and they, you I know, mean, they really haven't been around that long, 1996. They were, you know, they were bad, obviously, and then they moved to Baltimore. Um, and since then, they've actually been more or less only unsuccessful. They've had a few bad years mixed in there. Mm-hmm. They've won two Super Bowls, which is two more than a lot of teams have ever won, including the Cleveland Browns. Um, <laughs> so I can see why people would be angry about that, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that necessarily adds into the them being crooks or... I just don't get it. It's very strange. Yeah, it, just, it does seem... I don't know necessarily why. <laughs> yeah, just I guess maybe the type of players they used to get it still just goes... But like I said earlier, like a lot of teams have players like that. It just seems weird to yeah. single them out. Yeah, I agree. Um, whatever. But um, just in general, do you do you see other things like like the this franchise moving around kind of stuff? Is this like a normal thing, or like I, I don't? Um, I mean, I know it kind no. of used to happen more like like you know twenty thirty years ago. Common, like way way back, yeah. But way way back, happened. definitely. But like even in the seventies, happened, happened recently. Um, yeah. In the NFL, where so like the St. Louis Rams moved to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and the San Diego Chargers also moved to Los Angeles. Right, I remember <laughs> the Chargers moving. Yeah, and then um, the Oakland Raiders actually moved to Las Vegas. They're moving there this year, actually. Oh, are they? Yeah. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> so, um, given the, the the history on that, it's not funny. it's not that common. And the way it happened with the Ravens is even less common. 
mm-hmm. where the city got to keep the the franchise the and everything because well, they sued they fought for that right exactly so essentially the ravens are treated as an expansion franchise which is just like a whole new team mm-hmm. when in reality they, they were relocated so it's a it's a unique situation for mm-hmm. a team which doesn't really mean anything but <laughs> sure. do expansions happen yeah. much or not like when was the last no. expansion into the nfl um 2001 i want to say and which team was that it was, uh the texans 2003 oh, really? okay yeah, it doesn't happen that often. True. Well, that's kind of it for my notes. Okay. Um, I don't really have much on the modern history of the Ravens. Um, well, I can uh, at least look at this Wikipedia page and read a little bit from it. Yeah, if you want to you wanna make the Ravens sound good for a little bit. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, I can. So. Yeah, did you have any questions you wanted to ask me about them or... Um, I just I go through this. I can. I don't know that much about the early Ravens. I would say. I mean, the early Ravens not as important. Um, I mean, what's who are who are the big names? Like, who are the the most famous? Who's since the Ravens have only been a team since 1996? It's like they don't have as big of a, a history to really pick from. But right. Um, so like the the big big guys. Like Johnny Unitas obviously is like the biggest one. I can. He's think a of. yeah a cult, but yeah big name in Baltimore for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already mentioned oh, him. Culture, yeah. Obviously, Ray Lewis is a big name. Yeah. Um, Ed Reed, you've probably heard of. Mm-hmm. The city probably... that reads, baby. <laughs> city of Reeds. <laughs> city that reads. <laughs> that's right. That's what Baltimore is, right? <laughs> um, uh, Jonathan Ogden. So all three of those guys I just named are all in the Hall of Fame already. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like... Oh, wait, I do have a question for you, too, after this. You can go ahead. But... Okay. Um, yeah, I keep on going. Terrell Suggs, um, he, he's a pretty big name. Um, I'm going to forget a lot of people because I'm on the spot now. Uh, okay. Joe Flacco is pretty big. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, so what's up with Joe Flacco these days? He's not... Is he on the Ravens team now? <laughs> no, he is not. I don't... I, he was on the... Broncos last year. Mm. Um, I don't know if he, they're going to keep him. Was he not he didn't performing? Play very, yeah, no, he's pretty. He was pretty bad. Um, mm. But it just kind of goes to show, I guess, how much the Ravens got out of him while he was there. <laughs> I think he's just kind of like old and kind of checked out of playing football at this point. He's like, I'm going to make a lot of money no matter what, anyway. Right. Because he signed like a huge contract with the Ravens after they won the Super Bowl with him, mm-hmm. um, and they kept on extending the contract because they didn't really have a choice other than to keep on extending it so they could pay other people. So they kind of got into this shitty situation where um, they kind of just kept on paying them more money. Mm-hmm. Classic, <laughs> but, classic sports. You just get yourself in there. Um, yeah, it, it was only bad because he didn't really play well after he got the contract. I love that. <laughs> It happens. Um, anyway, Is there anything the Ravens do like particularly well as a team historically, or like are they just kind of a an average middle of the line kind of? Historically, they're 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 like a defensive team generally. Um, there would be people would talk about them. Like most people are like, you know, if you talk to somebody, they'd say they're a defensive team. Mm-hmm. Most of the names you you would hear of on the Ravens like Ed Reed and 
Ray Lewis and all of those people are like all defensive and they're right. historically usually have the top 10 defense, I would say at least. Hmm. So this actually now is that's changed a little bit um, because they recently started playing Joe, not Joe Flacco, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, <laughs> right. who is, uh, can run with the ball also and change their offense completely. And I've heard that he's kind of like also. he's breathed a lot of a lot of life into the Ravens recently. I yeah, mean, definitely. He, he oh, was definitely our, our big hope for making it to the Super Bowl, but didn't quite get us there. Right. They uh, but they went fourteen and two last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Lamar Jackson is probably going to be the MVP. Wow. I guess. I, I mean, it's a, probably not even really that. Like, I guess it's probably going to happen. Yeah, he was really killing um, it, Dan. Yeah, definitely. It's just a shame that they didn't win the playoff game, obviously, but it wasn't even really Lamar Jackson's fault, but it's kind of a shame because people are all going to say, you know, we knew this was going to happen. You couldn't win a playoff game or something like right, that. Right, yeah, you can't put a new guy in. It's just the kind of thing that people who don't like your team are going <laughs> to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're at... Let's see, we're at about 26 minutes. So I have one... One question that I don't know how long it'll take, really, so I'm going to just ask. So, do you know much about, like, the Ravens and Steelers thing? Like, do you know why there's a rivalry there? Like, what when that started? Anything about that? Um, I I don't know when it started. Um, I know that it has to do a lot with um, just kind of the way that they play each other when they play the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the Ravens and Steelers always kind of play each other in like close games, and they play similar styles, or at least they used to. Because well, they both, like you said, historically have defensive teams. Right, they're both like defensive teams, um, and they would meet a lot. And a lot of times it would be um, three times a year because they would play because they're in the same division. That's how the NFL works. You play the teams in your division twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they would play each other at least twice a year in the regular season. A lot of times we meet in the playoffs and play a third so time. So it just happened a lot that they were... So it just happened a lot. And it would all be, for a long time, uh, see if I can find the numbers for you. Um, when With Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. specifically playing, um, they had a lot of games going back and forth that were literally like within the field goal basically all of them really so a lot of them the 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 rivalry is more recent honestly you'd say. um yeah i mean a lot of most of the raven stuff is more recent because they're not a right they're a team. team yeah yeah hmm. but would you i, I, I mean this might be more of an abstract question but would you say that some of the rivalry might be because of like just the actual like literal history between the two cities um just as like early industrial centers or like, um, could be, yeah. They, they, I, I they fill similar niches within, you know, just the the places that they're in. Kind of like a similar, like the fans are they're, kind of. They're similar. just working class cities, you know. Um, they're they're similar um, people. I think both. I think something else that it could have to do with um, when the Colts left. I think a lot of people in the area became um, Steelers. Oh really? Oh, I guess because the Redskins weren't really there. Right. I mean, they were, but it was like you know, some areas they weren't really. Um, and once you're up in like they Western would, Maryland, they would become like they don't become Eagles fans or they could become Steelers fans. So yeah. I think that has a lot to do with it. When the Ravens came back, um, maybe you know, 
Steelers fans were like, well, why are they coming back? So right. into our territory. And that might be why there's so many Steelers fans in Maryland, especially. Because it seems like they're ef- they're everywhere. Yeah, that's true. They're, they are kind of everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I think it has a lot to do with um, when they left. They didn't want to become Washington fans, but... Right. Yeah, so... That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Just a guess. Most of, like, what I, most of this, this opinion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess so. that's what this is all about. Um, yeah. So we're just about at the half hour mark. Um, okay. I don't know if you have any anything you want to talk about more. Um. So I have the Steelers and Ravens results, so I can see how close they were. Oh yeah, to... yeah. Go through that. That that'd be yeah. interesting to see. Yeah. So let me. Let me see how many games they've played. And who was formal. the quarterback for the Steelers when Joe Flacco was like in his prime? Um, it's been Ren- Ben Roethlisberger for a long time. He's still is he still in charge there? Um, who knows? He might come back. He got injured last season, but I can't believe that man's still playing. Yeah, he's been there since two thousand three. Um, same year as Eli Manning, who just retired. What after. happened to Paul Amalu? He's retired. Hmm. <clears throat> um okay so the your series they've played 32 t- sorry 42 times hmm. no sorry 52 times um and then the sealers have won 28 and the ravens have won 24 wow so that is pretty close yeah it's a close series the ravens have won the last two so whatever that's um let me find some recent ones. Because when Joe Flacco was there, like I said, they had a lot of really close games. Back to games forth, close really games, remember. yeah. Um, so here in 2008, 13-9, hmm. uh, Steelers won. 23-20, Steelers won. Uh, they won in the playoffs by a little bit more, 23-14. That's a little better, yeah. Uh, the next year, twenty to seventeen, the Ravens won. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three to twenty, the Steelers won. <laughs> These are all just like a lot of like, yeah, they're all within uh, four points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, next year, thirteen to ten, seventeen to fourteen. Wow, that's <laughs> uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Thirty-one to twenty-four. This one's kind of an anomaly. Thirty-five to seven, the Ravens won. Huh. Wow. I remember that game. Like, it was like the first game of the year, I think. Actually, I think I remember that game even because I remember yeah, people just, being so happy that the Ravens just crushed them. Right. And then later on in the year, they won 23 to 20. Mm. So anyway, it was just like a lot of close stuff. And Yeah, that's crazy. I never actually even... Just for a long time. It was actually just going through this every year. <laughs> yeah. And usually if the if there was a blowout, it was on the Ravens' side. Except for this one time, there was a 43 to 23. Steelers won. I feel like stuff like that makes football more exciting when you're like able to follow like those kind of like close rivalries and those kind of right. things. Like with all the context, it makes it much more exciting. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how I've always felt. Like just, I didn't, I mean, I never really like watching football unless I'm playing fantasy and then it's like a, a really good time. Like right. I think just having context, it really adds a lot. Yeah, you'd have some reason, having some reason to kind of follow it gives you, makes it more fun. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't get, I mean, you, you, you know why, but like, why do you, why do people follow sports without fantasy? I mean, you did it for a long time. I just don't really know. It's just something to follow, um, I guess. I guess. Yeah. It's just something to follow. I, I enjoyed watching it, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
That's fair. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> something to talk about with people. Right, something to talk about. Just, uh, I guess, the idea. Like, yeah, a common, common thing to talk about with other people. And the idea of the game is interesting, I guess, to me. And a lot of people are, like, into the stats and like just the numbers and right. stuff. Um, yeah, I guess I just think it's fun to watch. Um, not necessarily that I like football itself. I've mean, never played it, you know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, what other team sport is there really that like every single play they stop, like reset, and like you kind of have to? There's something new to figure out in every single play, which I think is kind of interesting. It's football is like a game that's like entirely strategy. It's like right. There's nothing right, exactly. else that's like, going. You know, you have like you have all brute force, but everyone's thing, just but... everyone's pretty much on the same plane as far as like their physical attributes. Like sometimes you'll have like a, a special player or whatever, but there are some players who are yeah, just like a level above everybody else. But usually by the time you make it to the NFL, everybody's about the same. Yeah, like physically anyway. It really is. A, it is an interesting game. To it's it's a much more intellectual thing than people give it. It's people think it's just people running into each other over a ball or whatever, but there is a lot more going on. Uh, yeah, there is. Definitely. And there's a lot of numbers going a lot of on. There's a lot of thinking. There's, there, it is just men smashing into each other, but yeah. it's it's men smashing into each other because someone thought about it really hard. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, it's definitely interesting. I guess that's why I like it, yeah. To, just because it's kind of interesting to watch. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have a whole lot more um, unless you do. Um, no, I can't can't really think of a lot more. All right. Well, I don't think my. Well, uh, this like a short episode. I can freaking find something more to talk about. If you, <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, I don't think my more. my adoring fans will mind a, a thirty five minute episode this week. <laughs> All up. right. Well. Um, I hope I uh, maybe gave somebody's opinion. Change somebody's opinion about the Ravens. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, let's let's do uh, that. Sure. That's that's something I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> Your last think, thing is uh, plugging the Ravens. Go for it. Plugging the Ravens. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think a lot of people this year, NFL fans anyway, in general, or other teams, maybe not the Steelers. I'm not going to try and change hmm. the Steelers fans' mind because I don't think that's something that they're going to do. No, it's not. But I think um, <laughs> you with can't. Lamar Jackson, a lot of people realize that. Um, maybe the Ravens are going to be a fun team to watch at the very least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe if you still want to go ahead and think that they are, you know, all thugs or whatever you want to say, which is also just, you know, just kind of racist, kind of ra- very yeah, racist, racist <laughs> um, which goes along with most, I guess, NFL fans in fairness, but yeah. Um, no yeah, they're, they're at least, you know, fun to watch their offenses going to be putting up a lot of points usually and mm-hmm. um that was a kind of a problem with them for a little bit joe flacco i'm one of the world's biggest joe flacco fans i think but um <laughs> definitely he was a boring quarterback he was pretty reserved wasn't he i mean he didn't really throw yeah he yeah really he didn't a, you know yeah he was kind of he never really reacted to anything yeah. and whether he threw an interception or touchdown he was basically the same both times and like uh, but more than that, he was just kind of like, he was getting kind of, you know, old in Baltimore. He was doing the same thing. He was just throwing like five yard passes right. to the middle of the field and the people were getting tackled immediately and like just over and over again, the same thing. And 
Mm-hmm. Occasionally, he would have a good game, and he'd be like, oh, "Yes, Joe Flacco, I, I like." And then it's coming it through. Correct, just being, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, well, this year on the Broncos, he was just really bad. So <laughs> true. Um, I mean, Lamar Jackson talk- is here, and he's he's here to stay. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, definitely. Is he there's from talk- Baltimore? Or is he where is he from? Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he played college football at Louisville. Okay. Um, and he's from somewhere around Miami, I think. Ah, just like the just like the Colts. So there you go. We got a yeah, gotta, just like the Colts. So yeah. It's all back to the all back to the Colts. It goes all back to nineteen twenty four or whatever. They weren't called the, the Colts uh, back then, were they? Miami Seahawks. Miami Seahawks. Which is also funny. <laughs> Which is funny, yeah. But probably, but it has nothing to do with the. It Seahawks actually doesn't team. have anything to do with them. Yeah, I, okay. I tried to figure that out, but I couldn't find any connection really. Yeah, it looks like it's with my connection. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. Did you, um, did you hear about the uh, Antonio Brown uh, the the debacle? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the Steelers <laughs> for that. Well, they yeah they must they got have rid been of him beforehand. So that's yeah, good. Rid of him beforehand. Although he was kind of you know being being kind of a pain on the Steelers before they even got rid of him. <laughs> True. Yeah, he got mad at the. Did you hear about that? Or probably not. No, and not really. The last year he was on the Steelers. There was a, another another receiver, Juju Smith Schuster. I heard that who, name. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the Steelers' best receiver now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he did really well that year, and the team gave him. They didn't make the playoffs or anything like that, mm-hmm. so they gave him team MVP. And Antonio Brown was like. He was at, he was mad about that because he was like, "Well, I'm the best. I'm the best player on the team. I'm the MVP. Fairness, he probably was the best player on the team, and Juju Smith-Schuster didn't do that well this year. And it was probably the reason he did well is because Antonio Brown was getting double teamed all the time. But like, <clears throat> it was still just like he threw a fit um, that he didn't get the team's best player. And I think that's why he demanded he got to be traded. Wow, I'm pretty sure he, he demanded it. I, mean, I don't think it was really? like a yeah. I think it was his choice to leave. Yeah. Yeah, he wanted to get out of there, and the Steelers were like, "Fine, whatever." You go, go, <laughs> go away. So it seems like um, it was probably a much more like a bigger thing, and wow. they just needed to get him out of there. And uh, it, honestly, I it's kind of sad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it is sad, especially with people coming out with the the reports that it's actually some some football related mental injury, of course. Well, probably, yeah. I mean, I mean, every football player is kind of fucked up, right? I don't know. Pretty much every football player that they've ever done studies on their brains of after they died had just like a bunch of CTE. Yeah. So or, yeah, just, I, don't this is... can, I don't know if you got a bunch of it. I don't really know. While we did just praise football as being a, a smarter game than we think it is, it also kills people. Basically, it makes people yeah, makes I, people I guess real bad. So yeah, that's definitely true. So definitely, there, there's um, there there are ways that they're they're trying to make it safer, and there's actually a new. So the NFL actually probably doesn't really care about their safety. The, the NFL guess. itself, the NFL. yeah, but there are people yeah, related itself. to football that care. Yeah, there are people related to football that care, and there's um newer leagues that they try to that have tried to start like professional leagues, which aren't usually that successful. Right. Um, try. I've tried a lot of ways to make the game safer, like more regulated leagues, like heavier. Right, and they will like try to get rid of like punting and kickoffs and stuff like that, which are like statistically like the more most dangerous players are those dangerous really 
Yeah, because like you have people who are running. Oh, they're all tackling speed. each other to grab for the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I mean, also just like I assume just normal play is really dangerous for everybody because you have like offensive and defensive linemen just lunging at each other from like a full stop to a, like you know really powerful start. Right, they're literally jumping on each once. other. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, take a man's neck out. Yeah. Hmm. So. Wow. It's uh, maybe an interesting sport to watch, but I. I wouldn't ever want to play it. I don't think. And it'll be an interesting sport to see develop because we have already seen a lot of development in in football safety. Um, yeah, I think that we will sure see more definitely. as time goes on. Definitely. Um, well, hopefully. But... Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> or else we. If we don't, then I hope that we stop playing football. That's that's all I could say. Yeah. Um, but. All right. Well, yeah, we've we've actually successfully made it to pretty much a full episode at this point. So nice. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. We're at forty-one minutes. About 42 minutes, so that's good. Um, Great. Yeah, I don't really have anything else now. I can't can't even find anything else to ramble about. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, sure. Um, Thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah. I appreciate your knowledge, and I, as always, <laughs> will default to you for, for Ravens and other sports knowledge. Yeah, I have a general knowledge for most sports, so. It definitely seems that way, which is helpful. Um yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is this has been the Flimmelgalkin.com pa- pa- podcast, episode number nine, the Birdcast part one, which means yes, the Birdcast part two is coming eventually. I don't know when. Uh, look forward to that. Yeah, look forward to it. Uh, probably sometime in the spring. I don't know when. When does baseball start? Um, um end of March. Cool. Then. Like I think it's like the last week of March, maybe. Well, then I won't see anything else, but. Birdcast Part 2 is coming sometime soon. So there you go. Pretty soon, yeah. (laughs) Fairly soon. Uh, Yeah, Uh, thank you for listening. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hey, Roscoe, stop. <laughs> All right. Hot future Roscoe now. Hey, man. That's why this, the murder, murder Room Studios is a Gina-free zone for that reason. But even though Gina doesn't yeah, bark yeah. at all, so it's really not a problem. But. Right, well. I don't hopefully mind. Hopefully he doesn't. I was kind of hoping he wouldn't stick around, but he decided to come away. He's allowed to hang yeah. out. That's fine. I don't mind. Yeah, he's, he's going to hang out. Yeah, your mic's not, like, it's not really picking him up that much, so. Oh, okay, cool. Normally it's a little bit worse than that, I think, so. Mm-hmm. I can hear him bark, but that's it. Okay. All right. Well, Let's well. get into it. Uh, Let's do it. Let me crack this bad boy first. <clears throat> <laughs>